Woods, Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, Trent Condon. Score. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Friday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Back to local programming uh, for the remainder of the morning and then all throughout the afternoon. BMW of Des Moines guest list uh, shapes up like this. At the bottom of the hour, we'll start talking Cyclones with our friend Chris Williams from Cyclone Fanatic and Iowa Everywhere. Chris Williams at 1130. Uh, ben Gislason from the Iowa Wild wanted to have him on again today. Uh, don't want anybody to not be aware that there is playoff hockey in downtown Des Moines tonight. If you're looking for something to do, have no plans. Uh, want to be indoors. Uh, the Iowa Wild in an elimination game. They lose. They put the equipment away for the remainder of the year. They win. They'll play Sunday in uh, a winner-go-home uh, scenario yet again. So Iowa Wild tonight, Ben Gislason, uh, Rockford, and the uh, Wild played to overtime in game number one. It did not go Iowa's way. Game two tonight, 7 o'clock puck drop at the well. We'll talk to Gislason about that at 10 minutes before 11. Then we'll head to Las Vegas, the soon-to-be home of the Las Vegas blanks. A's. A's. you got to keep the athletics name, don't you? Great color scheme. um, Yeah. Yeah. It is a good color scheme. I'm with you. You know, I'm torn. I'm, I'm torn as much as I love Vegas. I hate when t- uh, when cities lose teams. Well, Oakland's had plenty of time. I get it. I get it. But I still got scars. Well, and, I know you do. Yeah. And um, you know any but any uh, fan base that has their team yanked uh, from under out from underneath them, I got a little soft spot for them. But they're headed to Kansas. Uh, to Kansas City to Las Vegas uh, by uh, all accounts. Uh, so we'll talk to Mike Palm about that other stuff. He's convinced that the NBA is actually going to beat the A's. Oh, really? He thinks there'll be an NBA team before 2027. Uh, we talked yesterday on our podcast on part of Iowa Everywhere, uh, which uh, Chris is part of, well, it's his. Uh, and then uh, Tom Cakert from HawkeyeReport.com. Four of you at the end of the program will get an opportunity to win barbecue from our friends at Claxon's 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Brian Ferentz has hit the, I met with the media. CJ Frederick is back in the transfer portal. Bunch of NFL players suspended for gambling, although not on football. Lots going on. Yeah. Yeah. What's shady Uncle Joe doing with the CJ Frederick these days? Well, you wonder. Lying to people again? Has he got something lined up, do you think? Oh, you can only assume. Yeah. Uncle Joe's got something up his sleeve, right? Uh, never worked out in Kentucky. Let's, let's, and injuries played a big role in that it. That got us a couple of weeks of content, though. That was good. Well, that's good. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, but it did get us content, so it's all about us. Right. Uh, but he's back in the portal, and we'll see where he ends up. He's got one year of eligibility left. Speaking of getting uh, us content, Brian Ferentz takes the lectern once again <laughs> and is an absolute moron up there and sounds like an idiot. It's par for the course. Mm-hmm. Did you expect anything different? Yeah. You did? I Contrition wouldn't be the right word or remorse, nothing like that, but just the tone-deaf nature of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's so arrogant. Didn't read the room, and the room right. being the Hawkeye fan base, not the reporters in the room? Absolutely. Just to have those kind of responses, to have absolutely no understanding of the outside world. Right, what's your message to those? Uh, well, I have no message. I have no message. How, how can your response be that? Give us a cliche. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're working hard. Yeah. We're trying to get better. We're going to work every day. These 15 practices are about being better. Something like that. I don't care. 
talk about standing on third base thinking he hit a triple. That is Brian Ferentz to a T. He would never be the offensive coordinator without the last name. Mm -mm. He has nothing in his resume that shows you that he is that kind of guy that deserved a Big Ten job as an offensive coordinator. And here he is looking down upon everybody because my last name is Ferris because my daddy's the big boy and he gets to make the decisions and you guys are all Hey, Hang on, he works for Barta. It's all garbage. And he's garbage. He is a terrible offensive coordinator. There is no two ways He's got a quarterback. He does. And they'll be better. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be great. They'll be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he I've been wrong about this offense every year. And I'm not buying it. I know. McNamara is a huge upgrade. Yep. He ran one of the worst quarterbacks we have seen out there for three straight years. Mm-hmm. Well, that's him as offensive coordinator, not realizing they had a terrible quarterback and not doing anything to change that. Right. When you mean by that is recruit over him. Yeah. Bring in somebody better. Uh-huh. Couldn't do that. Or build an offense that could do it. I understand the offensive line last year was bad. Yeah. This is but not. But it wasn't the thing. only year. That it was no. bad. I mean, they they had good offensive lines. Now they had, they good had pieces. Right. Not, When's the last time they had a good offensive? Two thousand two or three. Those were elite. Right. Two thousand fifteen was pretty good. Okay. They've had those blips, but consistently, it has not been there. Mm-hmm. And if you think all the guys they put in the NFL. There's a problem. There's also a problem as college football has evolved and you can't cut block anymore. And really, for all intents and purposes, zone blocking is incredibly difficult. Does Iowa evolve? Do they change? Not enough. Not enough. And then you have the 130th ranked offense in the country. Mm. Are you going to do anything different? No. God, why would we do that? <laughs> really? Well, what's your message? Well, I don't have a message for him. I don't have a message for him. I got nothing him. to tell him. No. Now, read the room. Uh, and again, not the, not the reporters, but the, but the fan base. That was my takeaway from it as well. I didn't expect that we were going to, they were going to split the atom. No, right? no, of course, no. I, I, didn't, I didn't think that that's what we were going to hear. But to be that dual yeah, death. Yeah, that was my takeaway, Trent. That was my takeaway. And he was defensive right away. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could tell. Well, Lane, he knew it was coming. Yeah. Now, he, what he normally does is he filibusters, right? And he goes and he talks in circles and he says nothing. I, I would have been fine with that because that's what we anticipated. Mm-hmm. He had his talking point. And the only thing I agreed with him on, he said, I'm at peace if this is my last year's offense coordinator. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I completely am in lockstep with you there, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Bo, we, uh, we are on the same wavelength on that uh, one. Short funny. of that, not so A lot much. of swing and misses. Oh, man. I just, I don't understand. What's Andy Garman doing in Wickstead? They knew that this press conference was happening for the last two months. Mm-hmm. As far as you think they they should have uh, schooled him? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Gave him a little help as to what questions you might anticipate? Well, and not to say, if there's a question about the fan base that I don't care. Right, yeah. No, 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 not good. You're not a beloved figure as is. Nope. And then you just put that out there on top of it. Mm -hmm. It's just more fuel to the fire. And that's what he does. He doesn't get it. He's not a good coordinator. He doesn't seem like a very good person. The arrogance... It is just, it's too much to swallow. It's one thing, you know, we've seen this before. Coaches, kids, but they never have this arrogance that goes along with it. You think back to Snyder down at Kansas State. The son was not beloved. He wanted his son to ultimately take over. It never happened. That's what he wanted. But there was never talk about him as a person. No, the next coach was in the room yesterday, though. Oh, he was. Well, and not at the same time, Brian. I mean, maybe Woods was standing off in the side. Uh, Set that up, right? Right. And hearing him, what a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Even Phil Parker coming out right away, and he's you know, talking about... He gave a long opening statement, something that he rarely does, and he wanted to talk about a little bit of everything. Now, he doesn't know all of his players' names, which also <laughs> cracked me up. I think he messed up, I don't know, three, four, five different guys. What did he say? Uh, DeGene, uh, DeGene Cooper at one point. 
Uh, I think he called Kyler Fisher Kevin. <laughs> he had a couple of those. But, hey, what we do know, that dude knows how to coach yeah. football. And has carried that, fr- that, uh, that program. I thought it was also interesting hearing Parker talk about Nick Jackson already. He's not there. He's finishing up his studies at Virginia. And already you can tell the belief that they have mm-hmm. in Jackson coming in. Well, look at the numbers he put up in the ACC. The three-time All-ACC player. Right. Now the ACC, we can argue the merits about how good of a conference it is. That's still pretty impressive. Yeah. And he's going to come in there. He's not going to be Jack Campbell. He's going to be pretty darn good. And when you got the front in front of them, you got the defensive mm-hmm. backfield behind, I was going to be in really good shape. Depth, yeah, it's a question. But you know, I had a question yesterday. You think the defense, I don't think it can be better. I mean, just statistically. No, but it, but it should take a big step back, and it's not going to take a big step back. I don't think so. I think they're going to be better right, getting this, the quarterback. This, this, uh, this defense last year, I mean, we may never see one like this in a long time, mm-hmm. right? So you would just think that, well, okay, it's got to take a significant uh, down, down return. No, it's not going to. I'm with you. Cooper DeGene is one of the best cornerbacks in all of college football. Well, Phil Parker's not too pleased with him, right? He's got some work to do. <laughs> I love that about him. He's, sig- he's, yes. he's calling out his best player on defense. He's played the position for 18 months. Yeah. 18 months. Right. He had never played but cornerback Trent, before. I, I'll guarantee that the, this, is one of those, this is one of those kids, right? Yeah. Everybody grows up with one. that just does everything. Mm-hmm. And, and it does it better than anybody else, whether they've done it for any length of time or they're just new to the sport. You go to PE class. Hey, we're playing lacrosse today. I've never played lacrosse. And he's out there just dominating. Right. right? Yeah. Right. And there's actually a lacrosse team on, on the campus. And, and they're all goes, going, wow, that kid's really good. Yeah. And this is the first time he's ever played this? That is him. That's him. On the other side, we saw Jamari Harris two years ago. He was really Teased you, didn't he? He did. And now, health-wise, he looks to be right. You put Wampa back there. Mm -hmm. You take his smarts, his football instincts, his football I I can't wait to see him. Was through the roof as a high school player. On both sides of the ball. And never saw a safety close like he did at the high school level. Never before have I seen somebody that closed on the ball like him. You take those physical attributes... And put him in Phil Parker's scheme. Mm. It's pretty good. Quinn Schulte was not just a Tommy Soybean, right? Yeah, the walk-on kid. <laughs> right, right. That's not no. what he was. He had he brought some lumber uh-huh. to him. I mean, there's a physicality to Quinn Schulte. There, there were many Mondays throughout the, the, <laughs> this last fall that we were talking about him. They're ten deep at defensive line. I know. They're going to be great. The special teams. I, you can see why Lavar was in a good. Sure. <laughs> that Woods has got an incredible special teams. A great punter. An excellent kicker. You know the coverage units every single year are going to be at a high level. Oh, and now you get Cooper back there, maybe returning punts for a full season? Oh, he will be. Yeah, you'll sign up for that, right? You're in pretty good shape on that. It just comes back to one area. The schedule is there this year. The West, Mm -hmm. Wisconsin's going through transition. Mm -hmm. Nebraska's going through transition. Mm -hmm. Minnesota lost a ton off of last Mm -hmm. year's team. Illinois lost a ton off of last year's team. It's all there for the taking. Purdue's got a new quarterback. Brian, what are you going to do to make sure that you guys can keep up? I'm not going to change anything. <laughs> Don't anticipate a lot of change. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Good stuff uh, out of uh, uh, Trent here. That's a funny line, TC. Good, uh, Funny line. Made me laugh. Anyways, uh, BMW, Des Moines guest list. We went over. We're going to talk Cyclones at the bottom of the hour. Look forward to catching up with Chris. They'll go through their spring uh, paces tomorrow, spring game tomorrow. It happening. Uh, it's it's great, right? Uh, the, finally, we're getting back to some sort of normalcy when it comes to uh, both Iowa and Iowa State holding spring 
practices, games, whatever you want to call them, open an opportunity, practice. open uh, an opportunity for the fan base to. Uh, you know, to go and feel like they got a glimpse of what they're going to see uh, come the first week in September won't look anything like it. But no. we'll go into the uh, we'll go into the summer months with at least a few talking points, and we'll be talking about Alec Wick. He, you know, he looked pretty good. Watching, mm-hmm. oh boy, look look at these guys out there. Mm, come on, they need work to be done, and that portal's closing quickly. They got just over a week, I believe, left of the portal. This is a very well. Small I'm window. anxious to see Monday or or maybe Sunday because once the springs yeah. wrap up, is this. Are there a few outliers that still go another week later? Is this basically it? I don't know. I, I believe that's the case. That yeah, it's going to be wrapping up. So you'll know at well, the end of your practice, right? Yes, absolutely. And that's it would be why pretty it's difficult. Be a busy, busy Sunday and Monday. If you have your spring open practice, whatever it is, depending on the school, and a couple days beforehand, yeah, I'm going to enter the portal. Actually, that's yeah. probably not a real good look, right? No. Finish no. it out. Yes, absolutely. Then go. Then go. Abs- uh, real quick, Nick Nurse lost his job yeah. uh, with Toronto. Uh, not a big surprise, I don't nope. think. Uh, he's been rumored to Houston for weeks now mm-hmm. that, that uh, once that job comes open, that Nick Nurse is going to be their candidate. If indeed it doesn't uh, uh, work out, that he stays uh, in Toronto. He told me when I when he was to Prairie Meadows, I don't know, three years ago, and I talked to him. He said if he got one more contract, they were going to settle in Toronto. Oh, really? Just uh, raise the kids there. He's yeah. coaching the Canadian. Olympic basketball team. Uh, so, I don't know. He's, he's owed $8 million. He brought a championship to Toronto. Absolutely did. NBA, that is not a mm-hmm. league where you see that very often. No. It's about the coasts. It's about the yep. elite levels. It's about the places where he guys want to go. He was the first coach that I can think of that embraced load management of his star. Remember that? He, well, he, he embraced it and well, we had no to. choice. <laughs> right. Because he'd get a call, not from Kawhi. Kawhi's, right. Kawhi's handlers. Yep. Yeah. Four, five o'clock in the afternoon. Ah, he is going to play today. Oh, okay. But or he's not going to play. Look at the result. Look at the result. That was fascinating. And when the news came out yesterday afternoon about Kawhi, oh, I, I had the exact same thought, right? Oh, that's got to be fun for the coaching staff, yeah, right? Fun for the coaching staff, fun for Las Vegas trying to uh, react to that right. news. Speaking of that, real quick, Jeff, uh, stay there. We'll get to you. Um, uh, an, an NFL story breaking this morning, uh, pursuant to five players have been suspended, three of them for over a year for gambling. Uh, and it says that they weren't gambling on football, apparently, but they did so from, in the case of the two Detroit Lions, C.J. Moore and Quentin Cephas, suspended because they were Making their wagers on their mobile app at Lions Park. Is that what I read? I don't get it. It's legal. It's legal right. in the state of Michigan. So if a guy goes out and smokes a heater? I don't... I know the we're NBA to- is taking that off the books. We're a tobacco-free campus, if you will, or organization. You got your car and have a little lung dart. You going to get suspended for that? Of course you're not. Probably not for the year. Like you said. <laughs> This is legal. Right. This is not betting on your team. Mm-hmm. This is not betting on your league. Right. You can't bet on your you can't bet on football. And that's fine. And that, that goes without saying. Yes. But if they weren't, man, I don't know how you can mm-hmm. this is a slippery slope. I'm with you. And I, I would fight this. Oh, I and I think this is going to be about getting the lawyers involved mm-hmm. in this one. It was one thing when we saw Calvin Ridley get suspended. I thought it was short sighted in its own right. He was out at that time. Okay, get it. Football can't do it. This, I don't know. If I feel like I don't have all the parts of the story because I feel like I'm missing something here. I don't understand how this is the response. Just because you're betting, 
Yeah, I, I, I want to know more, too, because three guys were suspended for a year. One of the uh, a kid that doesn't play much for the commanders was all, a defensive lineman was suspended for Jack a year. Jack and Tony. Jack, Penn State, you. Penn State kid. Um, suspended for a year, and then the two Lions were suspended. And then two, uh, the receiver, Jamison Williams, who's done nothing in the league. Now, I know he was hurt coming out of Alabama. He got hurt late in the year. Or was it the championship game or the semifinal game? Anyways, he got hurt uh, two years ago. His first-round pick, um, and they were expecting a lot from him this year. And he's going to miss six games. So there'll be more to the story come out throughout the day. But uh, this is one that, man, I don't know if, if if I'm one of those players' advisors. If you're doing so in a state that it's legal to do and mm-hmm. you're not betting on your sport, how can they stop me from betting an NBA game? Right. Or whatever your sport is. Cephas wants to bet on his Badgers in college hoops. There you go. How can, you not, how can he not be allowed to do that? Because you think you're going to build up. See, this is the this is where the the, the old days get in, get in the way of the here and now. There's no bookmaker that's going to break your legs. Or yeah, I don't see DraftKings or Bet Rivers or Circa trying to strong arm you into you know to to throwing the game. That's not that's it's 2023, not 1923. It's changed. You're betting on a mobile device. It's not Alex Karras. Precisely. Another one. <laughs> that you're so in debt to a bookmaker that you're going to have to pay the man. Uh, it's different now. I, Like I said, I'm really struggling to wrap my mind around it. Okay, it was that. So you work at Wells Fargo. You're in your cubicle. You know there's plenty of you out there listening right now. And you can't bet. I make my picks at the end. I want to follow Trent tonight. You can't get out your phone and make a bet? Do they have that company policy? Or is the NFL alone in this policy or, or just leagues in general? Sports no, I think it's probably sports because I mean, we still remember the, uh, the, the Pete Rose, the gambling, mm-hmm. uh, the 1919 White Sox scandal. Mm-hmm. See, if, if no one in our listening audience was alive there. <laughs> Yet if you're listening to us, there's an 80% chance you've heard of that mm-hmm. as a, because it's gambling. But there was no mobile betting back in 1919. <laughs> yes. It just wasn't around in those days. And nothing was. It's changed. And I don't know if the NFL is. I get their stance on gambling. They have to come across like that. They like but the money, not, though. Well, like the money. I mean, how many stadiums have their own betting <laughs> shop in them now? Um, they're not turning that away. No, no, no. Again, uh, if they're betting on football, absolutely. I get it. But they weren't betting no. on it. Apparently not. They were not betting on the NFL, I should say. Maybe it was college football. Well, uh, we'll we'll find out more uh, here, you would think, because just on the surface, I don't know. Uh, let's get Jeff in here. We haven't touched the NBA real quick. Uh, no surprise, Golden State with or without Draymond Green, right? I, I Didn't that seem like a cinch? I thought the Kings were going to play better than they did. They just got ran off the floor. Mm-hmm. And Steph, he was waiting, wasn't he? He was. And you know who stunk the joint up last night? Who's been his biggest uh, scoring star in this uh, first two? Monk. Oh, yeah. I mean, he did nothing. What, what's his line? Where's his line? Real quick. Uh, he was 1 for 9, 0 for, uh, he, 0 for 4 from 3, and 1 for 9 overall. He had 4 points. And this is a guy had been tearing it up. Uh, Jeff uh, joins the program. Jeff, thanks for being patient. How are you? Good. A couple quick things. Um, I don't know why Coach Nurse would rush back to the Rockets job. He's won a championship. You guys touched base on that. Why not wait for a better job? That's a rebuild. I know they have a lot of young talent, but I'd be, I, I just – if I'm in his, if, if I'm in his inner circle, I would tell him to wait. Number two, um, I thought that Coach Popovich started the uh, load management with Duncan, Ginobili, Tony Parker, 
and Kawhi, and then I thought other coaches kind of. Yeah, you could be right. You know, I think okay. you're. I think you probably are right because Kawhi was there obviously before he went to Toronto. You, you I, I believe you're right, okay. Jeff. Good point. Okay, just just throwing that out there. Yep. Let's talk about the game last night. We knew the crowd would be in it. We knew that Golden State would have a nice, I would say, push. But if you watch the first quarter, both teams were kind of a little sluggish, not really shooting the best from the field. Um, but I talked about it on Tuesday. And one of the things I talked about was the bench. Mm-hmm. What is Golden State going to do on the bench? Well, here's the biggest, I would say, a couple of big things. Moody having 13 points in 16 minutes, throwing four rebounds, shooting two for five from mm-hmm. three. Kaminga playing well. Um, Green giving them 10 minutes off the bench. Not really scoring, but their bench was a staple. Number two, we've talked about it. I've talked about it. Steph going on the bench. Steph needs his break. Steve Kerr isn't going to change that. And the plus minus is ridiculous. Well, last night, they were plus six with Curry on the bench. I'm telling you right now, if they're going to be plus with Curry on the bench, they're not just going to beat the Kings. They're going to go a long, long way. You're exactly right. Are the King are they, are uh, Golden State now favored to win this series again? Uh they I believe uh, they are. Are they really? They're my, they're seven and a half Sunday at two thirty ABC. Get your popcorn. Number three, Clay Thompson, and this is just one play. I don't I don't care about a stat line. It was in the middle of the second quarter. There's a loose ball, fifty fifty ball. Here's Clay Thompson, right down the middle of the court, diving for a loose ball. We're talking, and I have a love for Clay Thompson. We're talking back-to-back major surgeries. Could he had? I might have had to retire. Here he is in a game three against the Kings, head-on diving for a loose basketball, and then they got it pushed in transition. If you don't, if you can't tell me that that guy does not want to win at the highest level at at his age and having four titles is remarkable, it's crazy. Now, last point: Steph Curry, fifty percent from the field. 50% from three, 100% from the free throw line, six rebounds, 30-some points in a game. You don't, you don't think he doesn't want it? And so, and I called Tuesday, and I, and I was like, I'm not jumping off the deep end. And, yes, it's only one game. And I asked this point to Trent because I really believe they're going to win Sunday at 2.30 on ABC. Who do you want in a game 5-2-2, and who do you want in a game 7-3-3? And I said, Golden State, and I'm not – I'm excited about this series. I love the NBA. I'm glad we talk about it. You guys have a good weekend. Thank Thanks, you, Jeff. Jeff. Enjoy the games, too. Uh, as I know you will, he's got the schedule down pat. Sounds it's, like he works for WOI. Get a couple it. plugs in there for ABC. Uh, yeah, look, at they they dominated last night. They did. They had to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had to win the basketball game. And they did. And uh-huh. they did it at home. Mm-hmm. And I'm with Jeff. I think they'll do it again on Sunday. But they got to show that they can win on the road. Mm-hmm. They do not have home court advantage. Nope. And the Kings have been a different It'll team. It'll be a best of three, and two of them are in Sacramento. And the Kings have been a little bit better this season on the road than I think people anticipate. But we know what they are at home. We know how the Warriors have struggled. Mm-hmm. Night. Speaking of struggles, King and Murray. Yeah. Oof. Another no-show. Another one. Did you see Sabonis kind of taking him on? Yeah, I did. See, that, yeah. that, that's, that's leadership right yeah. there. That's leadership. I like to see that. That's a good point. All right, we will uh, take a time out. Before we tell you about this uh, keyword uh, that is coming up right away, I have to uh, make you aware of this. Um it's 
we think is pretty serious. Automakers talking about uh, taking AM radios out of the newer models of their automobiles, which I don't think is a good thing. Uh, there's talk of AM radio being moved from both new cars and trucks. That's right. Removing access to AM radio. The millions of Americans uh, count on for local emergencies. If your cell phone is dead, you don't have your cell phone. Uh, the AM station, as it has always been and continues to be a lifetime. Uh, first responders across the country, they rely on it for public warnings, etc. Um, text alert. Sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't pay attention to them, but you turn the radio on and you get all the information right there. Emergency responders, everyday listeners to radio stations, they provide vital and life-saving information. Think about this. Yes, we are now on FM, but a lot of you still listen to us on, on 1460 KXNO. What's going to be like when WHO radio goes away? Yeah. Uh, coming home from a Hawkeye game, mm-hmm. uh, th- that $50,000 blowtorch that's down the hall, keeping everybody informed uh, throughout central Iowa and other parts, um, don't need that. And we're asking you to text 52886-52886 and tell Congress to keep AM radio in new cars and trucks. Right now, time for another $1,000 home run. Head to KXNO.com right now. You can enter this nationwide contest by typing the keyword green in the pop-up box that will appear as soon as you go to kxno.com. Green at kxno.com. That's your chance to win $1,000. Green at kxno.com. Another opportunity an hour from right now. Chris Williams next. Miller and Condon underway on a Friday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.10. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nothing on earth that'll get me humming like a heat wave coming. I'll come running with you, making that pen in the broad daylight. And every night is a Saturday night. All right, Miller and Kong, and welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3. KXNO, Garth Brooks is the best, isn't he? It's Clint Black. Maybe it is. I'm just saying Garth Brooks is the best, isn't he? Uh, by the way, a little, uh, little more context coming in on the suspension of the NFL yeah. players. Three of them, apparently, the, the year suspensions were for gambling on the NFL. Okay. It's warranted suspension. Yes, absolutely. A little more clarity definitely helps on that front because reading through the article, the first one I saw, it didn't have that, and there was plenty of talk that it wasn't football. With that... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, can't other, do it. The other two were not betting on football, but were doing so from the facility. Mm. As somebody pointed out, they just should have walked into Ford Field and gone to the WinBet Sports <laughs> Lounge, and could they have done it there? It's unbelievable. Hello, Chris Williams, Cyclone Fanatic in Iowa everywhere. How are you? Great. How are you, fellas? Doing well. You going to Ames tomorrow, taking the spring game? It's practice? Event? Yeah, probably. I... I had some issues because I'm coaching Cammy's team, and we had a yeah. You're break. you're not off to a good start. Oh, no. Well, we had a heartbreaker, guys. Yeah, we had yeah. a heartbreaker. You know, it was all on the manager, though. Uh-huh. You know, he's inept. He's inexperienced. He, he made some bad decisions. Sounds like Brian you know? Ferentz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I I stood there and I, I apologized to the parents and the kids afterwards. I fell on the sword. 
You know what I mean? Well, that doesn't sound yeah. like Brian Ferencen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there no, lies honestly, the difference. <laughs> it's the most fun I've ever had in my life. Coaching. Really? Yeah, I just, I love it. I love it so much. Now that she's a little older. Yeah. And my kid's not an athlete. <laughs> she's not. But she just likes to be part of a team. And she told me that she wanted to play in right field so she didn't get balls hit to her. But <laughs> but she also said, Dad, but I'm going to be the best teammate just like you tell me to be. Oh, that's so I was awesome. pretty yeah, pretty proud of her. I just, I love it now that they're a little bit older, and you know they kind of comprehend a little more. I've only done t-ball and stuff in the past, and so now that they're actually like pitching and stuff. So yeah, I. Uh, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe I'm going to get out of this media thing and become like a softball. Coach. Why wouldn't you? Right? Why wouldn't you? More fun. Certainly, yeah, certainly when your daughters are there. Uh, I. Genuinely, genuinely just love doing it. So yeah, that, that, looking that's forward awesome. to the rest of the summer. Uh, let's save the football for a minute. Um, TJ and company, they continue to uh, to bring in more uh, talent. Boy, they're going guard heavy, Chris. I was surprised there's been as many guards added to the roster. Look, they needed shooting. Everybody understands that. I, I think that they, hopefully for their sake, that they've solved that. But um, I'm surprised that they didn't go and get a you know, a four-man or a five-man, and maybe the incoming uh, class has uh, uh, has some uh, height in it. But um, but guard heavy so far in the portal. Yeah, I mean, I, I can try and walk you through what they're thinking. One is it, it's just a reality that those good big men are the most expensive guys sure. in college basketball to get. So I think there's a little bit of being realistic involved there. I mean, a lot of people are like, well, why wouldn't you cut Robert Jones? He stinks. Well, it's like Robert Jones could go in the portal and probably make six figures just because he's a big guy who can defend at the power five level. I mean, that's just a reality of the current situation of college basketball. That's one. And here's a little insight for you. I shared this with my premium subscribers. I think it was earlier this week. So, what I've heard is that Hassan Ward has had like an awesome off season already. They they're really bullish on him taking a step forward because if you guys remember, he was so late to the party last year. He didn't get to campus until like August because of his visa issues. Um, the fact that he's from Barbados, so he really didn't have any time in the weight room. He just kind of got thrown into it. And they think that he really got behind, and that's a tough league to get behind in, right? Especially when you're a you're a mid major guy, you're a mid major five, and all of a sudden they're asking you to play the four in the Big Twelve, and they think he takes a pretty big step. And don't forget about that Omaha Blue guy, right? <laughs> yeah. Like they, yeah, you got him. You've got Trey King. You've got Jones. You know exactly what you're getting from Jones. I think Trey King is probably a guy who you expect more out of blue mom can play the four a stretch four. i just think you you gotta look at it this way what he's trying to do is you know i've told people this and it's not me going to bat for for tj it's, it's the truth like he didn't play the way they played the last two years because they wanted to right it was the best way that they could get to tournaments with less talent than the majority of the teams that they were playing. And now you look at their roster, it's much more talented. I think you're going to see a lot more positionless type of basketball out of them. And there are going to be games where, right, where they're going up against a guy and, like, they just have no chance at the five spot. But then you hope you can create mismatches and 
run up and down the floor a little bit more. So I, I just think stylistically they're going to look a lot different next year. You know, I love the defensive aspect of it. I hope they are those junkyard dogs, at least on that end of the floor. Yeah, but, he won't quit that. I'm just saying, like, as far as the trying to win every game in the 50s, mm-hmm. you know, it's just – I. That was never like, oh, we want to do that. Like, go to those guys in that building. It was more, this is the only way we can get this thing turned around and and, and really not have a long turnaround. And you know, it it did work. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens now. But I no, I promise you, Ken, that I know Ots well enough. The defensive first thing is is not going to change, and that's another reason why. You know, he he likes a certain type of guy. They. In fact, they let one of the guys go who ended up going to Texas Tech. He wanted to go to Iowa State, and they didn't think it was going to be a good enough match. They didn't get a good feeling about the guy and his dedication to defense and doing all those things they want to do. Uh, He's probably more talented than some of the guys that they got. So, yeah, he's pretty dedicated to that. I I don't think that that's going to go away anytime soon. I don't know if they'll be top five defense with this group, but they'll still be pretty good. And better on the offensive end, and a lot more options yeah. out there too. You, we hear Jeremiah Williams making his way back from Achilles, an incredibly difficult injury in basketball to come back from. Do we read into any of the transfer portal guys that they landed? How hard they're looking at guards that Williams maybe is a, still quite a ways away from being back and, and being the guy that they anticipated they were getting last year. I, th- I think that's totally fair. That it's just the you talk to any high level basketball player and they'll tell you that they're never quite the same after an Achilles injury, even if they come back, you know, because you just it's such a and thank God it's never happened to me. I'd be the biggest baby on the planet, but I guess <laughs> if you rip your Achilles like that, it's just a hmm. sensation that you'll never get out of your mind. And I think it's fair. I mean, Jeremiah posted some picture on Twitter, like a before and after, and he's ripped now. Like he, he look, his body's completely different. He's put on a ton of weight and muscle. He looks great. But I think in a deal like that, you almost have to recruit like they're not going to be the same. And then if they are, then you have a really good problem. And I, I don't, I don't think you're crazy at all, Trent, to, to think that that could have played into it. And Lipsy, I mean, think about Lipsy. Like he was great. Yep. But, man, he walks around like he's a 60-year-old man, right? Like, he looks like his back hurts all the time. He's had injuries in the past. So, I, I just think that, you know, I, I I guess I can't blame him. And I don't – and, frankly, any of the guys, like the big men that they could have gotten probably weren't going to be better than what they had. And now you've got all these guards who – you have options with, and you actually have some scoring threats on the outside. So I'm okay with it. But I, Ken, you're not alone, man. That's probably the number one question I've gotten from fans over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Fenley got uh, Fenley uh, dipped into the portal and, and got a much needed piece, some uh, some height in the middle there. So are are the women done, and are the men done as far as adding to their rosters? The the men are done, okay. unless something weird would happen. You know, if somebody would quit or get hurt or transfer or something like that. I, I think they're done. I think the women probably, if they can get another guard, probably would. Uh, feels like to me, I mean, they've got they got the young woman from D2, like a 50% pre-throw shoot, three-point shooter or something at D2. I don't think she'll probably start, but she'll definitely be a piece off the bench and really can help them. And then uh, is now... Uh, I'm not even going to attempt the last name, but that that was huge, the pickup they got yesterday. I mean, to me, that kind of makes the difference for them. It's like, 
oh, maybe they can be a tournament team now. Like, really. I mean, I know they've lost a ton, but they still have a lot of really nice pieces that were there. And now you've got that post player in, you know, take Suarez out of the conversation because she really wasn't on the team that much. I mean, that's an upgrade in the post that they just got. I mean, the Big Sky player of the year, like their their first team Big Sky, she averaged a double-double. So they got better down low yesterday than they were a year ago. Now, clearly they're not going to have the guards that they did, but I think that Finley's good enough where he can adjust his style a little bit. So I think they're going to be a bigger team. Probably won't run as much as they have in the past with him, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that if they can get one more guard, they'd probably be all over it. Because you got to remember, they have so many scholarships too. They have 15 in women's basketball, so they've got some there if, if they want to play with it. Talk with Chris Williams. Look around Iowa State over to football tomorrow. Uh, hearing just the other day from Matt Campbell. Talked a lot about Ryan Clanton, and that's a guy I know, the new offensive line coach that I think you're pretty excited about too, as well, right? I just, yeah, I mean, it's I like his philosophy. I have. I have no idea. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I always tell people like I can I can tell you if the offensive line's good because I can look at the rushing yards per game and I can look at how much quarterbacks get sacked. But I do like his attitude. I got to talk with him a little bit in January, and he just look at his track record too at Northern Iowa. Right, like mm-hmm. those those offensive lines have terrorized Iowa State yeah. in the past. So I like the guy. I think they made about as good of a hire as you could there. I have uh, talked to a couple of the players who seem really excited about it, just the different philosophy. And and really, like, the, I don't mean this to be disrespectful because they've had good running games there. You know, like, it's not like they've just been atrocious, but it's been the one con- inconsistency of the Campbell program, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we, we, every summer, this is what we're talking about. So I think making a big change, it's like, what what's the worst that could happen with this? Uh, I'm really excited to just see though, because they don't. It's not like they brought in a bunch of ringers, as far as the players go, right? So, like, how different do they look um, based on this philosophy? Will be fascinating to me as a football guy. I will say that my guy Ben Bruns is who I always run to for offensive line stuff. He's seen a little bit, and and he's absolutely in love with their new scheme and all that stuff. So I'm I'm looking forward to that and. I, I just think the guy's entertaining too. If you saw the mic'd up piece, he, <laughs> did. he always good. talks about being as violent as possible and stuff. He's a real football guy, and I like that. Yeah, he put back to back years. He put uh, Panthers in the NFL, right? Brown yeah. with Buffalo, and uh, oh god, the kid in New Orleans, uh, Penning, Trevor Penning in New yeah. Orleans. He was a first. Round I mean, pick. if you can do that there, you should right? be able to put a couple guys from Iowa State in the league. I would think. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it drives me crazy too. Like I just. My whole time covering Iowa State, like, so they got the defensive line thing figured out because that used to be the big jam, right? Like, oh, oh, they just suck on the D-line. Everything else is fine, but they can't get defensive linemen. And it's just like you would think in the Big 12, being that northern post, that Iowa State would have good linemen, right, year in, year out. So, you know, I'm hopeful, and I have no reason to base this off of, this pure hope that maybe they can turn that around and have that be a staple in you know, the second half of the Campbell era. era we'll see. Uh, Chris Williams, Cyclone Fanatic in Iowa everywhere. Chris, uh, we'll talk with you next week. How's the boss doing, by the way? Is he on pins and needles? He's going to have one of the favorites in the Derby. He's fired up. I bet. He um, should I be. I was actually with, with him and uh, Mr. Abba yesterday. We, we did a little uh, race tour. Uh, some of our friends who own a sprint car team, but they were – 
Yeah, they're amped up. And uh, when is so we find out like the final field tomorrow? Is that right? Monday, I think. Monday, Monday. they drop for post. Okay. Yeah, and he's got okay, he's got so. uh, for top twenty get in, and he's got horse twenty one and twenty two on the outside yeah. looking in. So, uh, which was a fluke that they're not well, in the field. Regardless, uh, Angel's going to be in the top. Oh three yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, no, he's yeah, he, yeah. he's in so, for sure. You you look at it and it's like your best chance ever yep. to to win this thing. So yeah, they're they are fired up and it's an exciting time around the office. Uh, um, just so you know, I'm doing a podcast with Justin on uh, Tuesday. I'll reach out to you for times, okay? Awesome. Um, yep. Good we'll stuff. All right, Chris. Thank you. Have a great week, Cyclone Fanatic, and I. We're everywhere. Thank you, Chris Williams. All right. See you, fellas. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Good to talk to you. Time out. We'll come back and talk some Iowa Wild. Oh, they got a big one tonight at the well. 7 o'clock puck drop. Uh, ben Gislason next. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.28. Subject to change. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hour 2, Mike Palm from Vegas, Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com. And then we'll give four of you an opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxons. Well, a big spot at Wells Fargo Arena tonight. Uh, the Wild return home in the best of three series. Uh, down one apiece. We're working on our buddy Ben Gislason to try and line him up here uh, and come on and talk about that, uh, what they have to do, how it got away. Went to overtime on Wednesday night, but this didn't go uh, the Wilds' way. Did I see it was their ninth, eighth or ninth overtime game between those two teams this year? You know what? Gislason said something about that yeah. when he joined us, I think. Yeah, back on Tuesday. Yeah, he, mentioned he that. did say that now that you mentioned that, Trent. And another one there. So you anticipate, I mean, these have to be incredibly even teams to have a play out in that kind of fashion. I think they played 13 times, and I want to say it was eight, maybe not. That was the ninth on uh, earlier in the week in, in the loss. So, yeah, that's tough. Mm. I mean, you're playing somebody like that. Your back's against the wall. It's going to be intense there. What do you anticipate? You know, they got some really good crowds, I remember, when they made their first playoff yep. run 2019. What kind of numbers are we thinking about inside Wells Fargo? Well, um, there's, Drake relays aren't until next week. Right. I-Cubs are on the road. Yeah. It's a nasty day. I mean, what's the, what's the high today, 40s? If, if we had one of those, you know, 78 degree, just yeah, beautiful I mean, Fridays. Right. You want to sneak to the driving range, yeah. maybe get nine in, mm-hmm. go sit in a patio, the blah, blah, the blah. Park, have a cold one. Yeah. You're not doing that today. <laughs> no. Uh, so maybe, hopefully... Uh, that they can, uh, you know, there'll be a good turnout of people that uh, walk up crowd uh, for this game as it is. Well, they lose tonight, season's over. Yeah, they win tonight, then they'll play on Sunday, and the winner goes on, the loser goes home. And then a five-game series if they advance? Five, yes, and before se- getting to seven. Getting to seven, and that would be the finals. Quest for the Calder Cup. The Calder Cup, which is named after? Mr. Calder. Bill Calder. Is it? I, have no idea. I don't either. I was, you know, I was surprised. How the hell does he know this? Named after Bill Calder. The Calder Cup. So they all have names, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. We, we know all the trophies yep. in hockey. Yep. There's got to be something with Calder, right? I have to think. All right, Ben Gislason is calling in. We'll get to him here, uh, and he will join us uh, to talk a little bit about tonight's game. Must-win game. 7 o'clock puck drop down at Wells Fargo Arena. Ben's with us. Ben, uh, thanks for giving us a few minutes. We'll go to break in five minutes, so let's get everything in as, as uh, much as we possibly can uh, here tonight. Uh, what are you anticipating for a crowd tonight, Ben? Any idea? Well, I've been told that tickets have been good, and it's a tough turnaround time, so it's not going to be a sellout, nor did we expect to get one. But uh, this is a, a playoff-starved 
hockey fan base, as you know full and well, uh, Kenny. It, it, it's a it's a group that's wanted to see playoffs. It's a group that's been removed from playoffs, not by their own volition. If you think back to the COVID shortened season, where they were a contender for the whole kit and caboodle, let alone making the playoffs that year, and then the year after that, which was a planned shortened season, there were supposed to be playoffs. Iowa made the playoffs, but that. COVID again, canceling the playoff mm-hmm. that year too. So you've had some Iowa Wild teams that have had playoff aspirations that have been missed. So people are really excited to get down here tonight. We're expecting a very good crowd for a massive game. Now, uh, Ben, we saw look back in another overtime game between these two teams. I mean, it's just they are mirror images of each other, just the way the matchup is. How come this series has been so close all year long? It's a great question. I do think part of it is they know each other well. And this is the this is the, the biggest opponent or the the, the, the the team that has seen the Iowa Wild the most uh, over Iowa's franchise history. It's the Rockford Ice Dogs. So they know each other well. Um, I, I do think that they they get up for the games no matter what, no matter if it's in February or if it's in November or if it was Wednesday this earlier this week out in Rockford. They get up for each other, um, and I also think that it's just been it's been two teams that know what each other do. They know what to expect from a Lucas Reichel in Rockford. They know what to expect from Marco Rossi here in Des Moines. So it's teams that play each other very well, and they go down to the wire. So sometimes it's hard to really put a finger on why you've seen so much drama over the course of a series. This one's been pretty incredible, considering if you count 13 games now, including Wednesday night in Rockford, eight of the 13 have been to the extra session. So at this point, it wouldn't be surprising to see him do it again. Uh, That's crazy. So did Iowa have a look in overtime? Was there a a big save? Did they have an opportunity to win the game at all in the extra session? You know, they had some offensive zone possession. I don't really think they had a chance to win it, though. Nothing really jumped off the page to me as a a gut-wrenching save for Arvid Soderblom. Rockford had the two best chances. Volstead came up with one stunning save on a dot-to-dot pass on Joey Anderson early in overtime, and then almost right after that huge save, Iowa was changing their lines, and they coughed a puck up, and that was it. Mm. Um, So it it was early, and as you know, Kenny, sometimes if you get past that opening five minutes of overtime, you're destined for three overtimes. Oftentimes those goals come early in overtimes, and if you don't get it, then it takes a long time to end the game. Um, so and that was the case on Wednesday night, unfortunately. But I was feeling very good today, yesterday, talking to the coaching staff, talking to the players. There's this calmness to them. They almost feel like the pressure's off in a way, which I know sounds strange, but what a great mentality to have coming into a must-win game tonight. Did, did you guys get on the bus and come right home after the game, or did you spend the night there, get a good night's sleep, and then come home yesterday? Overnight, through the uh, the fire and flames of some some storms that we drove through on the way back, there was lightning, there was rain, there was thunder. But that's been this team. Uh, they've they've been all all over a roller coaster ride this season. They have faced adversity all season long. That includes on some road trips. Um, so just more of the same for this club that has been in this spot before, as recently as last weekend in Texas. Seven o'clock puck drop uh, tickets. Best place to grab them is. IowaWild.com would be the best way to do it, or 515-564-8700. That's the best way to get your hands on a ticket tonight. It'll be must-see hockey, I can guarantee you that. And the weatherman's cooperating with you because it's a nasty day outside. The patios will have nobody on them. Good to see. Best of luck, Ben. Thank you. Appreciate it.
Thanks, Ken. Ken, thanks, Ken and Trent. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you. Ben Gislason, voice of the Iowa Wild. All right, off to Las Vegas. Mike Palm will join us on the other side, Circus Sports. Tom Cakert, more on Brian Ferentz's meeting the press yesterday. Uh, and then, right as my blood pressure was going down. <laughs> and then it up again. four of you will have a chance to win. Barbecue from Claxons. Hour 2 next, 106.3.